Welcome back to the Chroma City Podcast. I am Juice, and this is Freddie, and we are finishing our list of '90s rock bands. Um, oh yeah, just because such it's a lot of bands, and we wanted to kind of split up the episode. So this is part two. Let's yeah. get going here. The Nine Inch Nails. Boom. In Dan would be like, wait, 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 wait. Let me chime in here. <laughs> I'll start and say, I like Nine Inch Nails. There's a lot to like. There's a lot to, to not like. But, uh, you know, like f- starting up with, what, the Downward Spiral and Broken and Fixed. And, like, this is during that period. It's like you couldn't avoid Nine Inch Nails. They were fucking everywhere. It was like Marilyn Manson at the time. It's like you couldn't get away. But, like, I didn't like Nine Inch Nails at first, but Dan got me into them. And then... I picked up Pretty Hate Machine, which was the first one, I guess, out of our group that had heard that. And I loved it because it had, like, that 80s electronic sound to it. It was very late 80s, early 90s, like, electronic rock. So it had, like, that, you know, simple, very simple tracks, you know, but they're overlaid, you know, a lot. And, like, he has some experimental. I mean, he didn't get as experimental until Downward Spiral, which things got a lot heavier, a lot weirder. You know, this is a very, very plain album, but... You know, I followed Nine Inch Nails pretty strong until Fragile. I love Fragile. Fragile's fucking excellent. It's such a good album. It's epic. You know, it's got a lot of little pieces. It almost tells a story when you listen to it. It's a beautiful collection of songs and some, like, real rocking tracks and then some lighter ones. This is when Trent started, like, kind of not, you know, self mutilation you know so like getting off he and got like, better yeah yeah he got he better dealt with some demons <laughs> he, he, he grew up yeah. a, a little bit but then you know some later stuff like the slip and uh, all his later releases and i've heard some of them but they, none of them really you know stuck i hated with teeth with the teeth i could that's just such a watered down like oh I mean, from what I hear, from what Dan says, that was his favorite album, and he most personal songs he's ever written was with Teeth. I'm like, why does half the album sound like it's about Bush? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, because it was during that period, yeah. you know, like where every rock band was like, you know, raging against Bush, you know, in the early 2000s. Yeah, but, back when we hated uh, fascism and stuff. But I, I, I don't know. It's like that album just flew right by. I didn't like it at all. But I like Nine Inch Nails. I would say, like, in the B area, but I'll let you, you chime in. Hmm. Okay, so my experience in Nine Inch Nails, I think I saw, like, the Wish video on 120 Minutes once. For I was like, you know, this is a little, like, uh, it's a little, like, spooky-looking, but it didn't really, like, catch my eye at the time. And so it, I was just like, oh, that's the weird one. That's like when the guy's in the cages and stuff. Like, I'll sit through this and wait. Yeah, it's really greasy. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> yeah, so I was like, Very okay, grungy and Time to go get a snack. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, was, it makes you nervous a little bit. Like, Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that, that, he has that one song, A Downward Spiral. It's just a loop of people screaming. 
Oh, I yeah, forgot yeah. which song it is, but that always like I mean it, it just back then. <laughs> it's Bob Flanagan, actually. Is it? It's yeah, Oklahoma. I believe it's Bob Flanagan. Disturbing. Shout At least that Jim album. Rose Circus Freak Show. Oh yeah. Uh, and Bob Flanagan. Um, dude, dude. So, for, for those of you that can't see this, I have the downward spiral. But what I did was the downward spiral came in a slim case. And it had a booklet and a slip cover that went over it. And I didn't like that because I wanted all my, my discs to be in plastic cases. So I cut up the album and the little booklet that comes with it to fit into a regular jewel case. So I butchered the shit out of this. <laughs> and I still, I still have it. I wish I kept the original shit, but whatever. Like, it's all cut. I was like, oh, no, because now I don't fucking give a shit. But back then, I'm like, oh, I don't like the slip cover. Anyway, so then I didn't really care until Dan started listening to it, and then I gave a close listen to the Downward Spiral. My favorite song on there is the Ruiner, and it is mostly because of the guitar solo. It's the one time where somebody rips out a good ass guitar solo mm -hmm. on that whole album, <laughs> yeah. or on anything else I've ever heard from Nine Inch Nails ever, mm -hmm. and I was like, damn, okay. So just because of that reason. That is probably one of my favorite Nine Inch Nails songs of all time, but definitely my favorite one on the Downward Spiral. Some of it I don't want to listen to because it's sort of like like the guy's dead stuff and the whole like fucking you're like an animal and shit. I remember in the middle yeah. school they tried playing at the middle school dance and try to blanket out. Yeah, good job. Yeah, right. And everybody screamed, fuck! The fuck like, as soon as it went silent, I wanna fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, God. yeah. Overall, Nine Inch Nails never really super thrilled me beyond the one guitar solo in The Ruiner. And I did like March of the Pigs for a second and the video, like with the white background, even though I learned later that 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 white background video was it was started like three bands ago before that you know what he, I mean and the white background video was like sort of a trope that they were like Trent, oh. Trent Reznor is a soundscape painter yeah. you know what I mean just like um, Clayton from Cell Dweller they create this unique atmosphere of sounds and heaviness you know like it's like it, they remastered yeah. Downward Spiral in like 3D I think in like surround sound uh, you know like just because it's got all these elements and it's yeah. like he's really good at constructing like Trent, the reptile song I like I like that right? Trent Trent's done soundtracks I believe and he's perfect for it yeah natural born killers if you were to put him where do you think I'm I'm B I would say, yeah, B is 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 pretty good it's for that fair. because I I do I do like there's songs I like off of almost every album except anything after the Fragile for some reason. Um, we still have no S's, but we will be making exceptions soon. Yeah, there might be a reshuffle. Oh yeah, definitely. Garbage. Garbage. I I lo I love garbage. Yeah, well, do you want to go first then? Because you have okay. more. Okay, um, Garbage, Only Happy When It Rains, got me into the album. I remember buying it at Strawberries on Route 6. Actually, no, it was not. Where, where I picked you up today. They had a, gar they had a, a Strawberries over there, remember? Uh, uh, Same plaza. Yeah. But that's where I picked up Garbage. 
basically alternative electronic rock is their thing. And they were one of the first, especially female-led artists. I didn't when I first started listening to this band, they were the first. Aside from No Doubt, it was garbage first. And I I loved their sound. I loved the you know lead singer, all the band members. And a uh, funny little story, me and, a, me and a friend were watching a, it was kind of like a behind the scenes about the band. It was like maybe an hour long, or just how they met and stuff like that. And when they were first making the music, it was just random loops that they made on the computer. And they didn't have a singer at this time. And they were like, well, we don't know what to do with this stuff. It sounds like garbage. And like that's that's where the band name came from because it was just loops of random guitar parts and stuff uh, like in Vow where it's like just like a guitar loop over and over. So they just added lyrics to it when they met. Uh, was it Shirley Manson, the lead singer? Yeah, that version 2.0. Fucking, what's the name of the the, the newer one that I heard? It was um, not your kind of people. I think that's the name of the album because they released after that it was beautiful garbage which was not a very good album i have it i listened to it in its entirety just like last week and i, I didn't really like i liked one song i heard it's not not too good that's the one that had androgyny on it it was on the radio for like maybe two or three months not your kind of people's an excellent excellent fucking album uh, and that was released i think probably maybe 10 years ago a little over it's kind of a newer they have a newer album i think is even heavier and i haven't heard it yet but they're another one of those bands that it's like they've stayed true to their sound this whole time except they got a little bit more badass you know the older they got yeah like some bands like they completely fall off and this, this is one of those bands that's just like they're still there they're still doing it they're still like keeping that you know the sound that they're known for you know experimenting a little bit you know but evolving you know, to clean clean everything up and make it more like palatable yeah. well I, I um my i only know the radio stuff of garbage but i do know a fact about garbage a fun fact Ooh, we have um, two fun facts and um yeah you like get everything this. here on the chroma city podcast <laughs> yeah i know that i think it it is butch vig who is a member of this band or has some sort of, and he's like a really good producer or something. I could mm -hmm. be wrong about this, but I yeah. do know that like, like a lot of that band and most of that band is made up of really good professional musicians and they may be something of a super group. I think a, a lot of the musicians in Garbage have done cool stuff before. Yes. At the very least, yeah. Because so they, they were all probably in other bands at the time. Kind of a super group. Because Shirley Manson yeah. was in a, in a band called Angelfish before uh, Garbage, and I actually had that. It was real, like limited release CD, and I managed to find it one day. And it's you go into it thinking that it sounds like Garbage, and of course it doesn't. It's a little more down tempo. It's a little more like low key. Um, songs are a lot slower. It's, it has a dark kind of like gothic sound to it, but it's the. I don't know, none of it stuck out to me. Yeah. It's when she went into garbage, when uh, things got good. But, I'm, I'm gonna vote A. Yeah, I, I, I can say I would I say can, listen to a few albums, and we'll come back and we'll change it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'll concede to that, because I was sort of headed in the upper direction anyways. Like, when considering it, being a fan is only part of it, you know? Or, like, like actually liking it is only, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like... 
I know that Garbage is one of those solid, solid bands. Like, they talk about um, Collective Soul in this way sometimes, where it's like Collective Soul was a really solid band. They kick ass. They know what they're doing and whatnot. And it sounds really good, and they're good. But, like, for whatever reason, they didn't get... Because they didn't have any, like, whatever drama in the band or something like that. You know what I mean? It, it was very little in Garbage. Make a bunch of <laughs> so their, their album comes out, and then the music is good. Um, but sometimes it's more than music that sells music, of course. So they, you know, a band can be sort of like sidelined when something else more like outrageous, but maybe less talented comes out. So I would put Garbage among those bands that are, yeah, like underrated overall. They you they kind of are yeah. though. Like people know of Garbage, but nobody ever really talks about the band. Like they probably, you know, they 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 should have like gone hard after Stupid Girl and try and put out more songs because mm. that's really the last song that I remember of them. All right, so Garbage is A. Uh, this is Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh my. Hand. I want you to hold my hand. I can't have an opinion on this. There's there's a thing, uh, one of my favorite memes. Hootie. It says, the top of it is, I miss the old Kanye. And it's a video of Hootie and the Blowfish covering Stone Temple Pilots' Interstate Love Song. You know, okay. like, but it's Hootie and the Blowfish covering that song. Okay. Right? And then you have Darius Rucker. But at the top of the page, it says, I miss the old Kanye. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's just, you know what I mean? Levels. Levels of humor. Like, that's, that's meme memishness right now. Um, I, I don't have an opinion. I can't think of a single song. If the one you just sang right there was... To hold my hand, hold my hand. I'm going to love you the best that, the best that I can. You know what I mean? It's like country rock. And then um, you have... Um, okay. Only want to be with you. Again, oh, very light oh, 105. Okay. Very light 105 friendly. All right, thank you, Mr. Yeah. Jukebox. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, the dolphins make me cry and something I can do. Yeah. Freddie McJukebox. I don't want to be with you. Uh, yeah, I got another comment. I mean, I'm not going to hate, so I'll say C or D. <laughs> I'm going to say D straight up. Really? With, okay. With, with Hootie and the Blowfish. I mean, I like Darius okay. Rucker. Like, he did other, kept going with music and didn't get stuck as just being Hootie. Now he's like Darius Rucker. And people know him as Darius Rucker. And people know that he does music and has a show, I think, and does, you know what I mean? So that's cool. Good on him for escaping the hootiness. <laughs> but just like, yeah, just as the band Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, it was one of those annoying, annoying things of the 90s sometimes. Same thing. Too many stations. They were being played on way too many stations at once that just choked the fuck out yep. of it. And it's corporate -y. Similar to the Jim Blossom's corporatish, corporatation. Just like too ready to be a toothpaste commercial. Okay, so moving on with Jane's Addiction. <sighs> Jane's Addiction? Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go first? No. I don't hate them. I just done, never really liked any of their songs. That's it. I have nothing else to say. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Jane's Addiction, for me, is the first band that we've come across that is a S-tier fucking band. Really? Hell yeah. Oh my god, I feel so bad not having an opinion <laughs> about the band. No, it's okay. This was been makes it interesting. Okay. 
Yeah. So this this requires Fucking a story. S, absolute S tier. Perry Farrell, musical genius, genius person, started this band, Jane's Addiction, back in the 80s, because technically they're also an 80s band. A couple of their first albums came out in the 80s. Ritual de lo Habitual is an amazing-ass rock and roll album. It is really the first blast of what you would call alternative rock music that was also like not like slint or something like that you know obscure and shit but like accessible but also edgy and like just really amazingly sonically inventive and stuff and like the sounds and the guitars and the singing perry farrell is an amazing singer Mm -hmm. and stuff like that he invented lollapalooza this dude created that shit yes the problem, or the the mistake, I don't know what, like, he basically thought that Jane's Addiction wasn't gonna make it. But it was one of those things where if he just held out, if they had just held out for one more, did one more album and kept it going, like, they probably would have broke through, like, the Chili Peppers at that time and stuff like that, because they had that similar kind of vibe, but they were just even a little heavier than the Chili Peppers, a little more intense just like creative and inventive in different ways and doing stuff like that. They had, you know, a few songs on the radio, but they really could have like, you know, gone a little further, but then, you know, everybody's allowed to do their thing, of course. He did Porno for Pyros, which was an okay band, but not as good as Jane's Addiction. They had, even Porno for Pyros had a song, We Will Make Great Pets. Was Porno for Pyros, I I remember at the station, there was this album on the back of it, it had this line, like a row of clouds, and it had a little arrow that said these are real. Was that the back of a porno? No, that is that is actually um, um, flaming lips. It was like yes. Oh my god! Yeah, because I remember I always looked at the back and I'm like, why? I'm like, because it was just the way the clouds are lined up. Like they almost look fake, so they had to be explained. (laughs) They had to put a little note says these clouds are real. Little arrow pointing the clouds. Yeah, Um, but Jane's addiction, like. it's really great music. The albums Ritual, De Lo Habitual, and um, Nothing Shocking, and like, it, they just had sort of a short career because then Perry Farrell went on to start Porno for Pyros, and things just like sort of went different ways. By the time the 90s, I think Pets by Porno for Pyros video came out in the, in the like middle of 93. I think that if they had stayed together more throughout the 90s and continued as Jane's Addiction in the same way, like they would have basically like been more better or yeah that's what i okay. gotta say about jane's addiction so you'd say s yeah definitely all Four, right you know fathers because hey i I, alternative I i my opinion doesn't count because i don't have an opinion so this s is for you oh thank you know you. i mean because if, if i had an opinion i would have to like bump it down to b or something you know but it's like because i would be like i don't know yeah like, if you had a yeah so that's okay. jane's addiction is s because yeah, of freddie freddie wanted legends. that what the fuck is that? Let's see. It looks like Soundgarden. A, yeah, I was gonna say it looks like the old school Soundgarden logo. Ah, uh, the fuck's the name of that album? The one, that one. Super fucking unknown. Is. Super unknown. Big one. Yeah. I keep thinking of Black Hole Sun. That's the fucking song. Um, I have that. I've listened to it. I like it, but I'm not in like with it again. So I mean, to me, they're like B-ish. I know they're a good band. I like what I've heard, but. I haven't heard enough of them to have have a different opinion. Same thing with the next few here. We're gonna get to one, and I know we're gonna go on for a while. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, you know, I would say they're B. They're decent. You know, they're there with like Nirvana and Live and Nine Inch Nails and Smirching Pumpkins. 
Um, Soundgarden, I think... Well, I'll give the letter at the end, but like... So Soundgarden, really good Seattle band, probably one of the more musically, most musically talented. Chris Cornell, the singer, he... So there's a story about Temple of the Dog, you know that, um, I don't mind stealing bread, I don't mind, I can't even hit that right. Dude had an amazing fucking range, like, I like that song. awesome singer, I like amazing that song. singer. Yeah, there's a story where Chris Cornell, before Eddie Vedder joined that band, Chris Cornell was in the studio trying to sing both parts of that song, both the high part and the low part and try to cover them both and whatever yeah. and then like Eddie Vedder stepped in and started singing the low part to like help him out you know so he could focus and that's how that started out that's how like I guess Eddie Vedder like started joining the band or something like that but he's like talking about Temple of the Dog yeah so Eddie Vedder was in Temple of the Dog yes and Chris Cornell wow got my music cred it's hurting right now that's okay. <laughs> I didn't know that that's crazy. So before yeah. Pearl Jam, um, I think it was or yeah, it like, like on the side like of it in in the same sort of era as when Pearl Jam was starting because Temple of the Dog was a side project. Yeah, they had a one off album to commemorate right? um, somebody dying, and this is the fact that I don't know is who died, um, but somebody died in a band. So the album that was, was close like an ode to them. To so the it was a tribute, like a straight up, yeah, but for that person. So was it like a super group side project is an ode to someone and then they all yeah. went off and did their own thing after? Um, yeah, because Soundgarden was already a thing at that point. Soundgarden was, again, like they started in the 80s, Soundgarden. I think Soundgarden started earlier than a lot of the other bands in that scene. Oh yeah, we can read stuff from Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently like, Wikipediaing. Temple of the Dog was an American rock super group that formed in Seattle, Washington in 1990. Conceived by vocalist Chris Cornell of Soundgarden and a tribute to, to his friend, friend Andrew, Andrew Wood, Wood, lead singer of the bands Malkafushin and Mother Love Bone. Yeah, I know Mother Love Bone. This Mal, Mal oh, it's Malfunction. They just spelled it's funny. Moves okay, well, cool. It's gotta yeah, Mother Love Bone, good band. Soundgarden. Doo -doo 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 -doo. So I would put Soundgarden in A tier. That's my. That's my. All right. I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue. You know, because now, like, I'll finish my my Chris Cornell thing quick. Go ahead. Like, yes, cool, super unknown, Black Hole Sun, great, awesome. I I don't want to <laughs> fucking hear Black Hole Sun well, ever again. Like, I'll hear that song again. Actually, I haven't heard that song in a hot ass minute. And how the actual guys like. All my friends are brown and red. Oh, my Like, oh, shit, yeah. That's a good ass song. I like that more than Black Hole, because I've heard Black Hole Sun. I'm, I I don't need to hear that. Yeah, song I, I'm again. tired of that song. Um, it's still good. Yeah, but, but I appreciate it. You know, Rusty, yeah. uh, Rusty Cage, early music. Outshined is one of my favorite Soundgarden songs of all time. I'm looking California, feeling Minnesota. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like the. His songs the do rock. Yeah. Outshined is probably actually, yeah, like one of my, like probably my top Soundgarden song. He's just really talented. And then he took over, he did that shit. Even though I wasn't a super fan of this band. What was the one with Rage Against the Machine minus Zach? And oh, that's uh, Audio Slave. You know, I like that they they he, that they and they were like, we're gonna do this together, man. We're just gonna come together and record this shit. 
This like, is all I have. I found this in the trunk of my car. This what is, is my, that? Super unknown. This is super unknown. I was oh, looking yeah, through my trunk this. of my old car, and it was just wedged in like that. I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah, it's nice. my copy. I was like, oh, mystery, and I put it in, and it's like, my oh, I'm like, oh. I have Ultra Mega OK on tape. Noise. Um, and that is one that they released, I think, on SST before even before the one Bad Motorfinger, which has Outshined on it. And that's the one, because like, when I first heard Soundgarden, it was probably that, because in 120 minutes, they probably played Outshined on MTV videos. Super good ass music all the way through. Like Yeah. Ain't yeah. nothing wrong. Ain't nothing fucking legendary, wrong. Legendary, legendary musics. Good, 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 good. Stone Temple Pilots. Oh yes, the to pup. Do you wanna go first or Ah, uh, you go first. Let me see. Do I let me see. Do does Juice have an opinion? I like their songs. But I haven't again, I haven't I need to listen to more of these albums. You know, because yeah. there's a handful on here. I've heard a chunk of like corn and Limp Biscuit and all this shit. I've heard these uh, multiple albums, buddy. You gotta bands. get that counting. Stone Road. Temple Pilots. I haven't listened to something all the way through. I gotta get in that fucking <laughs> Matchbox Twenty right shit fast. <laughs> you know what? Fuck. I'll give Hole a shot. No, no, I'm not. Yes, listen to listen no. To this. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this is a good album. I'm just gonna say that. Nah. Stone Temple Pilots. Um, oh yeah, so You go ahead. I first saw them on MTV, the music video for Plush, the song Plush Rocket. Well the doll to find her. And he had that bright red hair. And the camera was all like this, like it was all wavy shit. Yeah. And it was like him and his red hair and his beard and they're like looking all menacing. And he's like, Well the dolls to find her And then it said the dogs and the dogs were all barking and yeah, it was it's like, all slow motion and gritty and oh shit. Oh my god. Dude, that blew my fucking mind. I was like, that this shit is awesome. Again, like '93, like a lot of shit came out like in the early '90s. Oh my goodness! And then my favorite song on that album though is Cracker Man. I don't even know if that made it to the radio, but that song rocks. No that clue. song gets my juices juicing. Crackle man, crackle man, he's a man, he's a man, he's a woman too. Oh my god, that like the the core album is so good. Stone Temple Pilots core. Such cool. a good album. Cracker Man's my favorite song, but that that's also the one that has Creep on it, which is a really good song, too. Take time with a well-known hand, cause it likes Yeah, I like, I like that song. They don't really play this band on the radio anymore. They play, like, Interstate Love Song. And it's like, okay, cool. Core is my favorite STP shit. Like, that is so hey, haunting. Well, emotion, like, hardcore From shit. what you reminded me of, I, I do like those songs. So I'll I'll join so, you wherever but you're But then at. they have different... Well, they have different things because then they had the next album. I haven't heard anything later. Not yeah. even a fucking iota. Well, you owned Tiny Music. And that had something, uh, like, I forget what famous song. But you had it with the with the red... And the blue. I had tiny music. Yeah, it had like a girl in a swim cap on the cover and stuff. There sure. was like the CD had red, blue, and yellow primary colors. So when the CD spun, it like became white or something, like the Cool Science Project or something. Stone Temple Pilots. That might have Interstate Love song on it because they had Core, and then after that you had Purple. They're checking out this discography. Core and Purple, uh, Tiny Music, Shangri-La de La. Yeah, number four is where it lost me. Big Bang Baby, Lady Picture Show. I had I that album. So. But I believe you either had that one or the one before it. 
You might have had purple. I, I don't know. If I oh, did, then have on a it's Big been Baby? a long fucking time. I don't think I like uh, Tiny Music either, then. If it's got Big Bang Baby and it's and shit like that. If I had that, dude, it was for like a week. The 80 Pits. <laughs> I don't remember any yeah, of it. Yeah, I don't like this album. This sucks balls. The second one has a... Meat plow, Vaseline lounge fly. Interstate oh, Vaseline flies in Vaseline. Yeah, this one was like mid. Nah, mm. I'm definitely just a core. core. All right, like, I'm, you're I'm you're about, a core fan. I'm about core, dude. Yeah, that shit, especially plush creep, especially Cracker Man, especially like basically anything on that album. But overall, as a band, that's their only good album. They put three out after that. And then the dude did what? He paired up with Guns N' Roses to do Vilver Revolver. Did they have a famous song? I forgot all about that. Yeah, the Velvet Revolver. They might have had one song on the radio, but I was probably like, dude, I don't know how I feel about Velvet Revolver. I'm going to put them in the C tier. Stone Temple Pilots. They do have some rockin' ass songs, you know, because, okay. like, they belong... They're, they're sort of similar to Offspring, where I can listen to, like, a few Offspring songs and a few 311 songs forever. And there's a few STP songs that I can hear forever, but it's just a few songs, you know? And then the bulk of the rest of their work, I could do the fuck without. They're, they're like a high C to me. High C. Okay, high C. We got a big one. A biggin'. Sublime. Aw, oh, shit. I'll let you start... My my history with them is very small, but you know I, I went through a period about maybe a year being a Sublime fan. <laughs> yeah, about it. I liked Sublime for a while, mostly because of the singing. I wanted to emulate Bradley Knowles singing and yes. the reggae portion of it. Definitely, I like the reggae fusion and the hip hop, instrument wise, and what they were doing as far as music is concerned blending together all these elements in a way that weren't done before like that they were one of the first they were like in the rap rock world but they weren't all the way like in because they had other elements they had reggae rap rock they were singing, reggae like, uh, you know bradley was like he knew acoustic. a whole bunch of music and he would infuse a whole bunch of music a little bit of funk shit. yeah you know like he had like everything was like kind of rolled into their music yeah and so the but the the thing about and the problem with Sublime, the other side of the coin, the other side of the Sublime coin, you know, all the hippies like love Sublime now. You know what I mean? All the mushroom and hippie like big pants, like Aww. beard, like <laughs> Junkos. hemp, you know, like stuff like that. Love Sublime now and carry on the the Sublime thing. But they had really three actual albums. If we don't count any of the other mixtapes and re-release and greatest hit compilations and all that shit. They had three proper albums. Two of them are actual albums with mostly songs. The second album was, half of it was talking and skits and weird heroin-induced weirdness. But it also had a lot of the coolest dub and punk. Um, and it was way more dub or punk than both of those albums. Like, Robin the Hood is such a weird-ass CD. And it's got Gwen Stefani on it. Uh, the song Saw Red. Because he was dating Gwen Stefani at I the time. I remember you playing that for me back yeah. in the day. Yeah, he was dating her at the time. And they recorded Saw Red together. So, you know, and it's and, and the first album, 40 Ounces to Freedom, has got a lot of good songs on it. A lot of the good songs on the album are covers. And, like, <laughs> some of the originals are, are a little bit cringeworthy now. Like, Date Rape. That was the first Sublime song I ever heard. Oh, yeah. That was on 120 Minutes as well. Shout out to NTV and late night long form video shows. 
I thought it was funny because I was like 11, you know, <laughs> um, and uh, and and I also was like, ooh, this is like, mm, 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 you know, and it got me like interested. I heard Robin the Hood only after self-titled was released. I was like, oh shit, they released another album like in between. Okay, I discovered that later. But then the self-titled one came out, which I learned was not really finalized by Bradley Noel. He was not around to see the final, you know what I mean, track listing and final edits of the songs or so anything. So the self-titled album came out after he died? After he died, yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so this is what makes me sort of side-eye the self-titled, even though it has a few good songs. It's got a lot of cringeworthy songs as well. This is very much a product of someone who was about 20 years old. Like, he died in his 20s, I believe. Mm -hmm. he ne they never got the chance to mature lyrically. They never got the chance to go forward with further musical experimentations and stuff like that. So who knows whether they would be stuck in the 90s or hippie stuff or, or, or sprouting forward in the future, you know. But at the very least, too, like... There's, there's a few Sublime songs that I just wouldn't even, like, want to listen to anymore. Maybe they would, like, stop playing some of these songs, you know, in their life set just because they know that it's cringe. But then the good songs are good. No, I can see that. Yeah. Two really it's a shame to have just their legacy be rolled into just, like, a few albums that are have, like, a lot of dated content. Yeah. You know, like... uh, yeah, and they have also, like, the, the, uh, the, the, the drugs. That really fucked them up super bad. Alice in Chains, no matter how bad Lane Staley was fucked up, the music was always on point. Like, they probably had to work like hell to get it out of them, you know? But, like, the music was always quality. Whereas Sublime, like, they were a little bit half-assed in their approach, and it didn't really matter. It's I have a dudes. feeling I know how, where you're going to vote for this. Oh, yeah? I do. I, I, have, I have an idea. I think I know. Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to put them in C. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, no, I was thinking B. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I thought you were going to okay. go to B. Like I said before, like there's that two sides of the coin thing. You know, there's things about that make them great and unique and revolutionary and stand out in music. Or not revolutionary, but unique in the way that it made a lot of people want to look at reggae and why like, oh, the, these songs he's singing, let me go back and make him discover good old reggae music. You know, but yeah, the the... The most of the work being done in, in a drugged out state and not really serious. And also with the whole like third album sort of being a third album, but not like, it's like 98%, I believe, just because Bradley wasn't alive to see the final, final, final. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and Robin the Hood being such a mess, like it has good songs, but that has a lot of stupid talking skits and I fucking hate skits. That's any way to piss me off on an album. Wow. Put way too many skits. Like damn, that's like MC Chris. Like it almost <laughs> made me. It almost made me stop listening to Kanye West when I heard College Dropout and I heard all those fucking skits. I was like, is this one of those like skit things where I'm gonna? Ha I'm not. I'm not down. I hate having to sit through friggin' skits, dude. Just give me the damn music. All right. Uh, well, unless you're Adam Sandler, because then you pay for the skits. Like you want the skits. Uh, I I didn't really care for Sublime until I heard Forty Ounces of Freedom, the song. And I liked it, so I picked up the album. And then I I liked a fair amount of tracks on that, but other than that, you know, I didn't have the album long. You know, I moved on pretty quickly. Yeah, C's fine. Uh, Creed is D. 
<laughs> when I heard that song, the verdict is in Get on the docket to do the I thought it was Pearl Jam. I thought it was like, fuck, is Pearl Jam rocking again? Fuck yeah, dude. And then like and then they were like they said like different band name and I was like, Because they were oh. signing all these bands that sound the same. They're like, this works, so we need to find other bands that do the exact same thing. That happens in fucking every generation. Yeah. You get an influx of the same bang where you repeat it over and over. When Nirvana was popular, you got a whole bunch of fucking like grungy, like alternative rock bands. Yeah. It just happened. Sound alike. Yeah, so I thought that song was a brand new. I thought Pearl Jam was back to rocking. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. And then I was like, this is Creed. And I was like, oh. And then I figured out they were a Christian band. And then I figured out that the guy was trying to, like, <laughs> pair himself with the old greats, like, fucking six or seven years after the fact, eight years after the also fact. Also, the guy is self-absorbed. Scott, yeah, and, and that's, you know, what the heck, man. Sucks. Fuck him. Moving on. Sugar Ray. I saw them on on probably like yeah like Super Rock. I think it might have been Super Rock or 120 Minutes, and it was uh, Mean Machine. That's why I don't fuck with my Mean Machine. They were hardcore. And, like the video was in a hockey. Yeah, rink. I and like, I remember seeing a video of some of their off of the first album, and it was yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, it rocks. And then like also when Floored came out, most of the songs on Floored are heavy. Are heavy. You know, the song Cash, yep. like, is a really good... And then Speed Home California, their cover of Adam and the Ants, um, Stand and Deliver, is really good. So what was the Sugar Ray song that <laughs> became popular? That was the, was the fly? I just fly. fly. Also, Super Cat definitely helped that a lot, So because he was featured on the song. See, I um, thought he was in the band. Yeah, <laughs> no, they just had to get somebody. They were like, somebody cool, we need somebody cool, man. Because, like, they were heavy and stuff, but they weren't exactly cool because their songs are sophomoric a little bit sometimes. Unless they're just dealing with very, like, Halo hanging on the corner of the bed and I Want to Fly and yeah. Loungy Loungerton. Yeah. Loungy you know. Loungerton. Yeah. I don't Ooh. give a shit. I'd say D or C. I was entertainment band. tonight. I say D. Right. Yeah, which sucks because, you know, they could have. There's there's some shit there, but I mean there's a lot. Fuck them! These bands need to entertain us. They're kind of like the Bloodhound Gang. Screw it! <laughs> <laughs> These bands need to entertain us better. You're awful. That's right. Moving on, Blind Melon. Ooh yeah. There's only one song. I only can think of one song. I mean, I like the song. All I can say is that my life is pretty plain. Well, I have some fun facts about Blind Melon. Yeah. Alright, go ahead. So, they also had another radio song after that. It was uh, track one of that same album, and it was Tones of Home. Tones of Home? To the, what? Tones of Home? Tones of Home. Tones yeah. of Home. And uh, that's a really good song, and that's probably my favorite, besides the one called Soup, which is on the album Nico. Shannon Hoon is a cousin of Axl Rose. Um, oh, that is a bit of information I completely forgot about. Yeah. Yeah. And Shannon Hoon appeared and sang a little bit on Use Your Illusion. He appeared here and there on Use Your Illusion. Cool. Yeah. Blind Melon was like a very underrated band. I think the whole B video, like No Rain, like Mania that went on in the 93, 94. So it happens when you have a hit. Which they, is... It put them, and so like people just sort of. 
they put out three or four albums before Shane and Hoon died. And um, they were all really good. They were getting into different things. It was He was almost like the male Janis Joplin, you know, kind of, and like a jangly, nice band. You know, good, like, rock, like, alternative uh, music, man. They would have been one of those long-standing bands, maybe, you know, that just, like, kept doing their own thing. You know, like Dinosaur Jr., this is all I you. Safely assume that Dino Junior's not on this list. To, to me, the, to uh, me, it's music. that I would be rating that one song. Blind <laughs> Melon. I would put them in. I always put them in an A. Really? Um, because they're 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 three or four albums. Their short little catalog, I think, is quite good. Bright, good, talented band that was just kind of cut short and overshadowed, maybe like in the public eye by having that single and the B video and it kind of overshadowed maybe the rest of what they did in the next few albums. The album Nico is really good. That was named after his son that was born right before he died. I have some homework to do. I should pay for Spotify that way I can just listen to like every fucking album by like all these artists that way I I should uh, put you on mine. Oh, can I say that? It's like no. Blink 182 I know I'm pathetic in the Yeah. Blink one hundred and eighty two. I had a rumor that the reason why they put one hundred and eighty two after the blink um, is to be fucking obnoxious, like some <laughs> just to annoy every people. Fucking band has numbers. No, because they thought there was 182 swear, 182 f words in the movie Scarface. So I don't know if that's true. But why would it be Blink? Wouldn't it be fuck 182? They, they, there was some other band named Blink, and they told these guys to stop using their name because they were gonna like make it and shit <laughs> and then fucking the blink that had to change their name actually was the band that made it <laughs> they just had to slap some numbers on the end so they didn't do copyright uh, infringement and then the other band ended up doing nothing Bl- blink itself up- is very is a very like pop punk so generic style style name yeah just picture if you blink. told me your band name was blink i'd tell you to go eat you go you grow up and go fucking eat a day <laughs> yeah Put some fucking numbers after your name, like a real band. <laughs> so I like their early fast hard punk shit. Yeah, I don't like their stupid emo comedy. Oh god, the, the later stuff's awful. More fucking porn star crap. Again, an- another so, another like, case of early stuff is better. Later stuff sucks. But I like I like the song that I was singing is good. Pathetic. I like a few songs off of Dude Ranch. I like um, Peeping Tom off of Dude Ranch, even though it's a real problematic ass song. I just like the fucking groove of it. Yeah, but sometimes they rock fast and they're good like that. But like they didn't last like that. They got the whole like slow down, like MTV take your shirt off, like stupid bullshit. So I would put them in the D tier, even though they were pop punk. There's a lot of good pop. All right, punk. that's fine. What the fuck is this? To tickle my pickle. Yeah, I don't know. What, what the, the hell is that, that supposed is? to be? It's uh the next band is oh. just the block with a big C. It looks like a cutoff, like a zoom in. I'm gonna something. call it rancid, even though I know it's not rancid. No, it's not rancid. Okay. That's a weird. That looks like an A. This looks like a C. Let's put him in detail for having a shitty ass close up logo. That sucks dick. Sorry, band. All right, moving on to wallflowers. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say about wallflowers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. You can say D. I don't give a shit. Cause yeah, I D. thought they he's were Bob catchy. Dylan's son, but here's the here's the deal. Like, you can't always just fly in the door like that, and that was boring. 
that song was boring and my one headlight one headlight <laughs> and like just boring shit man like it's cool you're pretty you know what I mean because like Bob Dylan married a hot lady and had a nice hot kid and he started a hot band for like and then he's like here you go here's my song but yeah no I don't even know what happened oh wait well, there was a song on after that, after One Headlight. It was, um... Shit, I have Long December from the Counting Crows now. It just crept in. I'm just, just some... Long December. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah but nah, Wallflowers, nah. Whatever. Filter. Ooh, filter. Um, filter. All right, I'll start with this one. Hey, man, nice shot. Dude. Um, gerbil. No, no, I, I just remember the song. I don't remember actually <laughs> hearing it. The, uh... Does that album have a title, or was it just Filter? I think it oh, was... Oh, Short Bus. Yeah. It was Short Bus. I heard it. I had it. I liked a handful... This That's one of those albums I need to hear again, because I think I'd probably like it better now. Because back then, I only gravitated toward like the radio song, you know, because I didn't really digest anything else in the album. But I, I could tell that's probably something I'd like now, because it's right in that era of like hard rock, like electronic hard rock. I'd probably eat up. So that's yeah. that's on my to do list, but um, they're again they're later stuff. If you oh. my picture, don't have much of. I mean, hey man, nice shot, juice me up. Hey man, nice shot is a good song. That's such a good song. Yeah, and trip like I do, especially in the Spawn Ooh. remix. Oh yeah, 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 man. Trip, can you think? And who was that? Filter and the Crystal Message or something like that. Yeah, was that another one of those albums that mixed electronic yes. and rock? I think the same people that were involved with Judgment Night soundtrack really? also were involved with Spawn soundtrack. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, and that trip like I do shit was awesome too. Holy shit, that's sick. Yeah. All right, this is another topic because I've always wanted like soundtracks from the nineties. <laughs> Because we could go over so many sounds, just talk about one album and just all the songs. I just listened to uh, the second Mortal Kombat soundtrack. And there's so many good songs on that. And that's the second one, the movie. People hated the movie, but the freaking soundtrack's great, especially the first one. That's how I discovered fucking, you know, Typo Negative and Gravity Kills and... You know, Fear Pantera. It was Pantera on Fear Factory. I wouldn't imagine Pantera being in Mortal Kombat. Probably not. Yeah. But it was during that era of all those same bands. Yeah. yeah, Fear Factory. Yeah, Pantera had, uh, they were up to the trend kill years at that point. But uh, Filter, I mean, for me, I, I would be, I would be like B or C, because I need to hear more. Yeah, but I, I, I don't say hate them. C. Like, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't put them with a B, like, uh, because, just because, like, they they didn't have a super On the level of Nirvana, bangers. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, and... they had one super banger, Hey Man, Nice Shot, and they had maybe a couple of mid-bangers. Mm. Well, Trip Like I Do is, like, a fairly good banger. I don't think I'm going to go past, if I listen to them again, I'm not going past 2000. I'm just going to stay below. I mean, even the late 90s, I, I don't know when fucking any of that other stuff came out, but, because they had one album after Short Bus that... I think has a few decent songs on it, but I don't remember them. Corn with the K. Wait, wait, that's disturbed. Yeah, yeah. There's a fine line between corn and disturbed. <laughs> there's Very a fine, fine line. line. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hair. It's, it's like a slightly different. Uh, it's like <laughs> as opposed to like. <laughs> It's like the difference between like a, a mid mid Atlantic accent and like a, a Southern accent. You know, it's mm -hmm. a little yeah. I'm trying to like 
get get the, the, the little, little juices flowing in here. I don't really care about corn. It's corn. And we, unless you have some butter. Yeah. And you toast it up good, good on the grill. Yeah. You know, get it kind of black a little bit. Mm. Smear some you know, seasoning on it with butter. The shit's fucking awesome. Yeah. But for the band, you know. Cream corn. The song Blind was... And they have a few good songs, but I just don't... Again, per, this is our personal list. We're not judging these based on whether like their societal impacts they never and shit. Play music ever again. D tier, shut the D tier. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> We're creating an F tier in this list just so we can put them. No, no. So my friend told me a story about how he was at a Tool show, and this was like in late '93, early '94, something like that. This is Rob. I'm like, so how that's come Tool's some, not on here? So though? already heavy, heavy, right? Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, maybe they just a different category. It's whoever fucking made this didn't think Tool would fit in with rock bands from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they did a thing, yeah. They, they well, if Nine Inch Nails is on here, how come Tool is That's about the heaviest band on this whole list. Is either Nine Inch Nails, Nine Inch Nails. or... Um, yeah, that's that's the heaviest band on this list. So they should have removed Nine Inch Nails from this list and added it into a hard rock list if eh. they're gonna do it. Well, no, Corn actually maybe is a little heavier than Nine Inch Nails. Oh, Galim Biscuit. Yeah, like, no, they're no, up there. Like, yeah, yeah. In a no, fight, no, no, I no. think like Corn is the heaviest band on this list. Yeah. Yes, definitely, one hundred percent. Nine Inch Nails, their older stuff was aggressive, you know, but it's not like guttural like Corn mm. was. Yeah, but nothing against corn. I'm not I'm not really a fan, but you know they're either C or you know, I'll let you decide. So the song "Blind" is so. Oh yeah, so the, he was at this Tool concert, and like this is the first time he had seen the mosh pit happen from just the PA whatever somebody put a CD on from, which was the song "Blind" by Corn, because mm -hmm. it was like the first time a lot of people had heard it. I guess at that point it was super super early on. And, like, not a lot of people had heard it over here yet. And so it was like... <laughs> and that bass note, that first, like, bass note. <laughs> and, like, yeah. He told me a total mosh pit erupted, like, in between sets. Like, <laughs> from the PA, somebody played this song in the PA and people went nuts. Yeah, it was just like how they said they're pouring a coffee. They just like cue the song up. They look over and they're like, "Yeah, and people, are, yeah, this that that's how like, insane this like, was. That's how much of a paradigm shift. This isn't the band. <laughs> this is just the CD we picked up down the street. So we can play it for you. Yeah, that's how that's how much of a paradigm shift I think the corn thing was. Like in coming, that first album was so much like unlike anything. Unless you were a fan of Cannibal Corpse and shit like that already, or uh -huh. like, you know, like just a normie ass music fan listening to Green Day and being like, then here comes Corn with the guy in the cover, this little girl on a swing, and then this fucking like Freddy Krueger looking looking motherfucker about to kidnap her. There's like a song about like childhood like sex abuse on there and like all this shit on that album. It's hardcore, like not a lot of people had experienced at that point. Unless you're like a metal fan. Um, yeah, Nick Nack, Buddy Whack, give a dog a ball! That's so naked! Like, they made that sound cool. Oh, God, yeah. They made bagpipes sound fucking hard. I forgot, yeah. Like, that God, we was... played the shit out of that at the station, didn't we? Yeah. 
Oh my god, yeah. So, I mean, like, that was, in the beginning, corn was the coolest, fucking heaviest, most craziest shit. Mm. Like, for just a hot second, like, that was the craziest shit that you yeah. could like and, and listen to. So then, right, then you had Life is Peachy, which, this to me is a sophomore slump. Some of the albums, half of the eight songs maybe on that album are, are throwaway songs. They suck. There's one song called Ass Itch, which literally is a song about how much he hates writing songs, which I hate when people do that. It's like, oh, it's meta. No, it's not. It's fucking retarded. The corn thing faded. For me, it faded after Life is Peachy, which is funny because that's when a lot of people picked up on it. Because I don't remember too many videos off the first album. The first video I remember was Adidas, which is a stupid song. And I don't like that fucking song. And But that was like the first corn video that I remember seeing. Yeah, where's Deftones? There was, I think, videos for Blind and videos for Clown, maybe, or Shoots and Ladders and stuff, but... This list is fucking weird. I didn't see him a lot on MTV. It's, it's not really, yeah, it's not by no means exhaustive, and it's a little <laughs> bit of a random mix. Like, it is, a it does left balls It really does. I'm like, I was like, where's Deftones? They're trying to Deftones cover a lot of ground. Yeah, they're probably Deftones trying to cover... Deftones and Tool uh, and... Yeah, yeah, they could have added uh, different... Uh, yeah, Deftones, yeah. So anyways... After Life is Peachy, for me, they started dropping off. For a lot of other people, they started picking up. And then Follow the Leader with uh, Freak on a Leash, that's when they got even more commercially successful and even more big popular with mm-hmm. like everybody in the world. And that's when I more started to say, screw this, I hate this fucking album. I hate the fact that Follow the Leader starts at like track number like 69 or something just to be cool. Like, you have to literally skip through a whole bunch of freaking tracks to get to the start of, of the album Follow the Leader by Korn. Starts at It does, yeah, or 44, or some bullshit. Like, you have to, it's so... That's so dumb. Yeah, so dumb. It's, oh, man. And that album sucks. It's not even worth it. Which the Nine Inch Nails album has you go all the way to track 90, 98, 99, and to go all the way... Uh, uh, broken. Was it broken? Yeah. And that's that's physical. It's and... got "You're Too Physical" by Adam and the Ants. Speaking of which, and then um, it's got oh, what's that other? Was song? that "Suck"? Yeah, yeah, "Suck." I like the, the physical. Right. Which that's cool, hidden tracks. But man, yeah, the fact that <laughs> yeah, the album jump all the way to... at track forty something, like shut up, like shut the fuck corn. And then anything after that blows. And then the whole yeah, the whole like thing. The guy was like, now I'm a Christian. Like shut up. The, the fact that they're more disco than metal now, like, that just blows my ball sack. I would maybe say a C. They're like a low-ass C. All right. I mean, <laughs> not to make it sound like I'm disappointed. Why would you want to put it? No, 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 I'm just, I... I'm a hair's breadth away from D. If you just, <laughs> if you <laughs> tell me anything about any of these people's past that, like, sucks, like, I would put them in D. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> I'm a hair's All right, we, a band we've talked about many times. <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. The best video and song that they've ever did was their self-fulfilling prophecy of a song called Counterfeit. That's that was kicking ass. And then the, even the Faith cover was pretty good. That that, that first album, fucking awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Every song rocks. I mean, there's some filler tracks, you know, like, there's, there's a few little themes sprinkled in here and there that I didn't like in it, but the album is pretty solid, and it's it's rocking. You know, I got into that album twice. I had it back in the day, got rid of it, wanted it back again, and then, you know, just because it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. You know, like, I... I uh, but we all know what happened after that. Yeah, the new key. 
Yeah, they were they fucking nookie. The, the nookie. I thought that was a joke. Track. Yes. <laughs> I was like, all right, stop screwing around. Like, like, what's like the this real, is this is gonna get heavy and, and serious, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was no other real single after that, except for songs that had Method Man. So it was good because it had Method Man, like not because it was a Limp Bizkit song. And then they put it in a deodorant commercial, and then I was like, "Wow, well, there uh, goes that." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, this is a band that went friggin' potential was so good, and then they just dropped fucking hard to sell out because that's yeah. exactly what the fuck they did. Yeah. Either that, or they just really ran out of like cool ideas, and then they just ran. With he he basically ideas. said that he was never really grounded into My that sound that they had, and they wanted. They were told to make their sound more radio, and they were like, "All right, that's all." Yeah. You know, and then they just you know yeah method. <laughs> Yeah, which that was a good song, but that was the only other good. That was the only good song in that whole album. Insignificant other, insignificant other, was the one where it was mostly Method Man and somebody else, maybe Red Man too. And then like I think Fred Durst sings the chorus. A couple of years later, I saw it in a deodorant. Did, did that have like uh, rearrange? Was that on? Yeah, that was on Insignificant Other. So there's moments on that. There's songs, some decent songs that were on that album, but just like. I don't know. It's just all disposable crap. Especially when you go on to ch- hot dog flavored water. Ch- chocolate oh, starfish God, yeah. and hot dog. Fl- they open with the Nine Inch Nails cover. <laughs> oh, no. Which song? Um, that's... Don't say that's what I get. No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that's actually a song of theirs I like. I'm like, what the... I'm, like, I'm, I'm brain farting on the name of the song. You know, you don't want to fuck me like an animal. Oh, yeah. Closer. Closer. Of course. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he takes that... And uses it as the chorus to the song. And I remember playing it for Dan. His eyes grew like saucers. Oh my god! Not that he liked it, but that he just wanted to burn the He's fucking right. CD. Like, the moment he heard, kill. <laughs> but yeah, no, just they. I, I I actually just recently used Spotify to listen to a mix of Olympusit's uh, newer stuff, and there's there was one. I don't remember which album it was, but that there was like the songs are short and just goofy and like just silly i don't know if they were doing that on purpose but it seems like a lot of their stuff is just experimental weirdness and they don't give a fuck anymore that's what it sounds like but they'll sprinkle in some real heavy hitters just like i heard one or two songs that sounded like old school but it's probably like a one-off that they threw in the album just to like balance it out like here's your heavy song like they have a cruise. I heard that they have a cruise ship where you can go on a cruise Let's ship. Biscuit cruises, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just listen to. Oh, you know that song that oh, with my stained and stuff. Oh god. And then Fred Durst is like, Yeah, I know. Hey, motherfucker, here, y'all. I'm really digging like, those lighters. In the middle of this like sad ass like song. Yeah. Fucking just like rolling it with a stupid voice. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, D. Yeah. I don't know if it can't right. Limp Bizkit is a high D only because of their first album. Okay. That's it. Yeah. They're still D, though. I mean, yeah. what, what are you going to fucking do? Marcy Playground? Hang around. Downtown by myself. Not going to do much caffeine. I've got this little more than all this. Was that it? I sell sex and. Candy. Um, that's all I know of this band. This is late 90s? 
Yeah. This was like that. Ninety seven. This was played at my the place I worked at. You know, with and, fucking Lou uh, Vega and, and fucking Matchbox Twenty oh, and uh, Backstreet Boys and Holy fucking. Shit. This uh, is definitely late nineties. Yes, and in sync. This is when the Spice took away. Girls and. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Spice Girls, for bringing us Mel B. Though I turn to you, great song. I, I turn to you. Oh my god. Wait, she was, was she Such sporty? Song. She's, she's sporty, yeah. She's sporty spice. Yeah. Oof. I remember that year. At the beginning of the year, we were on the bus. And I remember, like, I, I was talking to you, and I'm like, this year there's going to be a real big band that's going to come out, and everybody's going to love them. I just, for some reason. And then, like, literally. Just a few months later, Spice Girls came out. And uh, they were yeah. huge. They were huge. They have dolls the and British fucking... British Invasion. Ah, <laughs> yeah, the British... Again. Again. But yeah, no, Spice Girls Movie were massive dolls. for like a few years. I yeah. mean, like... Marcy Playground, um, I'm something D, because I can only think of one song. Yeah, it's just bore crap, like Late 105. All right, moving on. Silver Chair. Silver Chair. I actually... You know, funny enough... Do I think they're first? all right. I need to hear more of them, though. I have a sprinkling of songs I downloaded. It's on my phone, but... I, Silverchair, listened to Frog Stomp just like two weeks ago. Aww. In its entirety. And um, it sucks. It sucks? Yeah. I mean, it's not good or... Like, I don't like it. Like... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the way you said that it was so not you. <laughs> You're like, oh man. <sighs> I just don't like it. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. I was, it's like a surprise almost mixed in there. You know what I mean? I was, it's I like, thought, see, I they're, they're another, we, we, like, sign them because they kind of have a Nirvana thing going on. Like, they were young. Yeah. They were Australian. Mm -hmm. Really? They, yes. They look and sound like Nirvana a little bit, especially in the first album. They're like, oh, they're, so Nirvana. They're nirvaning over they're there. They're nirvaning over there. And, uh, but it's like the lyrics is really like, like I was just like, these lyrics suck. Like the first song, Israel's Son, where it's like, I hate you, I gotta tell you, you make me sick. And it's just like, I like the song Tomorrow, you know, that their first hit, where it's like, you wake till tomorrow. Yeah. You know, that's a decent song. Okay, good. Um, but the rest of the song is just schlocky, crappy garbage, I think, actually. Like, I thought it was heavy and cool when I was listening to uh, it in the time. Because I was like, yeah, these kids from Australia, and they're close to being my age. And, like, they can play cool music. And it's hard and rocking. Was it Freak Show was the second album? the guy with a pig mask. Yeah. That had a few songs on the radio that I really liked. I forgot the fucking name of them. There was one track that I may have been on Freak Show. I think it's called <laughs> Emotion Sickness. Hmm. And it's it's kind of like ballady and it's got strings and stuff, but I mean it's a pretty like pretty gritty as fuck song though. It's another another example of an artist I need to just kinda of listen to just to make it up I to you in the year two thousand. Oh god, I remember that <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> It's like yeah, it's like they were like, Oh, we can be Kurt. We can be Kurt so hard, yeah. and then they're just not any good. Yeah, not even close. Uh, well, I mean, D or C. I would stick him in a D. All right, fuck it. I would D him. Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum. You want to go first? I don't... I Go ahead. I, I, I can't... It doesn't ring a bell. I know the name. I, I can't think of a song. Well, you know one song very well. I'm sure. Go ahead. We're never going back. 
Run away. Oh, God! Run away, Jack. Uh, yeah. And we just talked about Soul Asylum not that long ago when we were just discussing that song. Yeah, this band I learned were uh, touring and recording and working at it and shit. They're like technically an 80s band because they started in the 80s, but they didn't get their fame and MTV exposure until the 90s. Mm-hmm. So they spent mad t- years like working hard, working hard, making good music, and they came along at that right time. You know, the rest of this um, list is a bummer. They played like Black Gold and a White Line. Watch your feel of the tank. Let's go for a ride. Like they had this like the style and the singing. Like I like it a lot. They had the song in the Clerk soundtrack. Somebody to okay. shove. Awesome song. I like Runaway Train. So I mean. And, like, Soul <laughs> Asylum in general, I think, yeah, like, we're, like, a really a really good band and, like, quintessential, like, 90s, like, alternative band. I would put them in an A tier. Soul Asylum. Or, or maybe B. But definitely, I, let's, yeah. let's be halfway, because I, I, I haven't really heard much of them, aside from, aside from uh, your, your cover, but that's it, B, for now. Mm. Spin Doctors. <laughs> Spin Doctors. I was hoping that said Meat Puppets, but it says Spin Doctors. <laughs> oh my God! I I can tell you about Spin Doctors. You ready? I, I go ahead. <laughs> I got two Spin Doctors. I, stories. I got some music to listen to. <clears throat> Do you know who they are? Do I. If you want to call me baby, just go ahead now. And if you want to tell me maybe, just go ahead now. And if you. All right. What else? Um, little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss can't be wrong. Oh, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like jiving. I'm like, so okay, I remember this song. Quit tonight, I got a nah. pocket full of. I can pass. Quit tonight. I have a mixtape, a radio tape that I recorded in the uh, probably like all throughout summer of '91 into early '92, and the song Two Princes" by Spin Doctors. If you want to call me baby, just go ahead now. Appears no like less than and at least four times throughout the entire tape. As soon as that song came on, I hit record. I don't know how many times, I don't care how many times I had already recorded it. When I was, at the time then, I was nine. I was in love with that song. That song was fucking awesome. And then also, our friend from New York went to a show and didn't know that they were the Spin Doctors. And she asked them where the bathroom was. And then she was like, oh, I'm, I'm coming to see this band that I haven't heard before. But my friend brought me here to see the Spin Doctors. And they started laughing and stuff because, like, they were them. They were them. She didn't understand that they were them until then she saw them playing. And they were like, oh, yeah, they told me where the bathroom was. So... I remember when me, me and Dan went to the Roar tour. I ended up, like, leaning up against the pool table where Seven Dust was playing pool. And nice. they're, like, they're like, excuse me. And I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even know who they, that they were. And then they go up on stage later, and they're, like, play, I'm like, oh, my God, the dudes that were playing pool. Go about your gunner. Because they had, when you would walk into what was a Lupo's, there was two pool tables right in the entrance area. We'd get, like, the tickets and the food. Just random two fucking pool tables. Yeah. Because then you'd go through the two doors, and there'd be a big, like, open area. And then they changed it. Yeah, now it's and much it was more vertically uh, when it was horizontal before, because <laughs> it used to be one big stage, and then they moved it to the side and they reorganized it. I don't know. Yeah, they took all the blocky crap out of the way and all the weird tables and shit. They yeah. put a table upstairs, and now the downstairs is if you want to look at music, you go downstairs. If you want to sit at a table, you go up. <laughs> so spin doctors. I don't have an opinion. 
Oh, I, I do. I don't like them, so I'd be D. You like a few songs? We can put it up here. They have some, but uh, like I'm trying to remember if they're actually a good band or if I just really like them nostalgically. That's probably it. Um, and I don't think they're on the level of 311 or or Sublime or anything. So I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll be if Holes in D, then I'm happy with Spin Doctors in D too. Tonic. If you could only see me, maybe you could understand. That song is excellent, as I was telling you earlier. Yeah, that is, It's yeah. such a good song. It feels, that, I, that's are, the only song I know of theirs, to be honest. Unless, um, what's that song? She comes from the cold. That's da, 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 Fuel. Da, da, da. Okay. Same kind of era, though. But yeah. I, I had that album, and I remember there being a real good chunk of decent songs on there. Like, again, another, another artist that I rediscovered that just are good songwriters. The guy's got a great voice, mm-hmm. and it's just solid all the way around. I don't I haven't heard anything later. I've only ever heard this one album. I, I remember they had one single on their next release that wasn't too good, but it's all I remember. So I don't know if they just completely faded from there. But I like them so far. I got to do another listen. But to me, they'd be at C or B, just because I, I it's been a while. Yeah, you have uh, all the authority on this one because I know that one song and I think For that once. song is really good. Yeah, yeah all right. So, I mean, all right, Tonic, we'll put Tonic in B and I'm going to give him a little bit of cred. Yeah. Is there, a train oh Train is God. the last, last possible band on this list. We're finally at the end and it's Train. Um, <laughs> you want to go first? No, I don't. I don't g- I'm gonna need Mr. Jukebox here to. to and now she's back in the atmosphere to drive. No, D. D. It's all D. It's all fucking D. <laughs> this is Virginia. too late 90s for me to do shit. I can't wait to meet Virginia. She wears heels, which exercises. Get out of here. She's beautiful. D. We're not even talking about this. We're done. Well, <laughs> We're fucking done. So, let's, let's revise. This could That's be. That's is cooler if we go bottom up. Okay. Train is um, crap. <laughs> train is crap. D. <laughs> um, so this is a very long episode. We might split this into two. I mean, if we already have, then you're finding out about this later. That's all right. Because uh, we're at the four-hour mark. Yeah, baby. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna review everything starting at the bottom and work our way up quickly. Yeah, like that guy. Um, and let's see if we can get some more S tiers, because all we have is Jane's Addiction on S, and I wouldn't have agreed with that, but it's for you. Well, so, listen to That's me. okay. It's all right. D tier is starting on Counting Crows, Oasis, Bare Naked Ladies, Matchbox 20, Incubus, Hole, Blues Traveler, Gin Blossoms, Hootie and the Blowfish, Creed, Sugar Ray, Blink 182, <laughs> whatever the fuck that is, Wallflowers, Limp Biscuit, Marcy Playground, Silver Chair, Spin Doctors, and Train. What I'm going to do right now is we're going to look up real quickly what the Rancid logo looks like. But Rancid's 80s? No. Or is it their 90s? They are 90s, but that, that slant of that first letter before C makes it look not like an N. It's like something else. But I thought it was rancid for a second. No, okay, right? yeah. See, it's very blah. Oh god, that's for a that's like the <laughs> that kind of font that's all like you know anarchy, yeah. the anarchy spray paint. All right, so anarchy uh, <laughs> man. Uh, what the fuck is that? 
Yeah, whoever did the crop job on that picture. Yeah, that sucks. Total, uh, dick, didn't anybody fucking? Uh, so whatever. Right, the staying in D. So out of these, I think that if anybody's gonna move up, it should be whole. But that's nope. just my personal opinion. That's okay if it's. I'm things. sorry. No worries. I'm not. I'm not super thrilled. It was. It was really the song Violet. That that juiced me up, but we have a couple of one songers there. Oh, Bare Naked Ladies is a one songer. No, yeah, a lot of these bands are ones uh, to me anyway. Yeah. I've only one or two songs I've heard. Gin so. Blossoms and Spin Doctors, stuff I liked when I was eleven. That's it. No, I don't think anything needs to move. Going up the C tier, we have Goo Goo Dolls, Three Eleven, Offspring, No Doubt, Cranberries, Third Eye Blind, Radiohead, Everclear, Stone Temple Pilots, Sublime, Filter, and Corn. Anything that could go up and down? Um, I would have to... If, upon re-listening, I could give some opening to STP. Possibly Radiohead. If I listen to more Radiohead, they might go down, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it depends, yeah. Um, I, I, I think we made a pretty solid list. I think that was a good choice, I think, for that one. Yes, in, in Offspring and 311, you know, you can have... Now it's not just one good song. Now you got a handful of good songs or maybe a good album or two. Like, STP, one out of four, I like. Sublime, probably one and a half out of three, I like. Offspring, one out of whatever, five. So that's, yeah. See, I, I need to double-check the Google Dolls just because I may push them up to B. May. I need to like kind of re-listen a lot. I've only heard Boy Named Goo lately. I haven't heard anything else. It's been a long ass time. But those first few albums are pretty decent. They can stay and see whatever. Yeah. All right, then we're going up to B tier. Where we gotta find something to put the S, and I, I, you know, it it may happen. Rage Against the Machine, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Live, Green Day. <laughs> I, I wanted to say Dust. That's Bush. Yeah, Rust. Uh, Run Out Chili Peppers. Oh my god, Run Out Chili Peppers. Um, uh, Dave Matthews Band, Smashing Pumpkins, Weezer, Nine Inch Nails, Soul Asylum, and Tonic. If anybody could move up, it would perhaps be Pearl Jam or, or Life. But maybe. Live, I think we, we can both agree. I was looking at Live. I think Live can get moved up to A. Okay, I, I can I can handle. We can that. do Pearl Jam too. I don't know. Live for my, me, Pearl my, Jam for you. My Pearl Jam range, I'm I'm not I'm satisfied with Pearl Jam being in B only because like I don't yeah like anything Better Man and Beyond, Vitology and Beyond doesn't doesn't blow doesn't, me over yeah. in any possible way. Uh -huh. I also don't like the fact that they make their own like they basically resell like these like expensive ass bootlegs of their shows. Like a lot of them is about money, which sucks, and I, no. I can suck it. But Ten and Verses are amazing albums, and also they were—they definitely deserve B. But I don't know if they deserve A. I don't know. I don't know about that. Live came in, rocked the house, and then broke up. So as far as I'm concerned, they're A. So they could have been. Yeah, they could have kept on, or just they. Yeah, like their catalog is good. And from what I gather, I think the, the lead singer became a needed, priest. Right? I think. Oh, from what I hear, I don't know if it's a rumor. But, you know, more power to him. I mean, I know there's some religious overtones in the music, but I don't care. It's good. Yeah. You know, like... All right, Live is getting pushed to A. Nice. Hands down. Now we're in A. Alice in Chains, Foo Fighters, Garbage, Really Tiny Logo, Soundgarden, Blind Melon, and then Live, which we just added. 
This is our only opportunity to move something to ask. If I was to vote anybody up in that group, I would say it would be either it would be Allison Chains. It's a shame because I don't have any anything to contribute because to me, you know, Allison Chains and Jane's Addiction. I mean, that's not S tier to me, but. You know, if we want to make this more interesting, I mean, you, you had a hell of a well, lot more. We have to get uh, different bands right there. We can more do this. pertinent to our. Uh, you you, you came full full throttle with the descriptions and the stories and all that, so you had a lot more of, of leeway here, do I we, think. Because I don't have an opinion on really either. I like Allison Chains more than Allison Chains Addiction, but again, I've only ever heard two albums. What was it Dirt and Jar of Flies? Oh yeah. Yeah. So okay, I, I can I can I can gel with that I suppose. Yeah, check out check out some Jane's addictions. So yeah, S tier Jane's addiction, Allison Chains. So I yeah. think we're done with this list. We can screen cap this and post it on our Facebook page, you know, at some point. I think that'll do it. I, I like this. This was fun to do. Oh my god, I want to do more. We're, yeah, we're definitely gonna do more of these, but we're not gonna go crazy with them. But we, when we find one we like, we will we'll totally do it. But. uh I want to do the one with the billion bands and shit. A hundred thousand. And just make like seven episodes. Oh. <laughs> That's like one fucking tier. <laughs> Alright, so this is Juice and Freddy signing off. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Be well. Adios. Adios, yo. This is a secret Easter egg. Uh, the pirate's gold is hidden in the porpoise's cove under the six-sided palm tree. And if you dig under there with a silver spoon on the fourth full moon of the year, you find the treasure.